0: Hello everyone! Welcome to our weekly episode of Limitless Podcast, a place where we bring together the global leaders in sales and marketing. My name is Nikhil, and I'm the host of Limitless Podcast. And today we bring in a great guest. Today we have Nivas Ravichandran from Freshworks with us. Nivas uh, currently is the is currently taking up the startup partnerships and growth at uh, Freshworks. Prior to that, he had a completely different challenge. So he was heading the product marketing at Fresh Sales. Uh, he's been with Freshworks for close to four and a half years now. And at this particular point of time, and this is something that we'll be discussing in detail, uh, you know, in our uh, podcast as well. So how did he grow, uh, you know, uh, a fresh sales, a, a, a product in the sales category, in the CRM category, which is a cluttered and a red ocean market with just inbound marketing. So that is something that we'll take a deeper look at uh, in the podcast. Nivas, as I said earlier, he's prolific uh, with, you know, the startup outreach as well. He's the city leader for SaaS Talk Local. He's also one of the main organizers of SaaS Boomi. Uh, SaaS Boomi is Asia's largest SaaS conference, which is by founders and for founders. It is a hotbed for startup applications as well as venture capitalists as well. He's also uh, you know, contributing a lot of articles at Inc 42, Hacker Noon and Tech in Asia. So tune in to this particular episode with Nivas Ravi Chandran on how you can leverage inbound marketing in red ocean markets.
1: Hey, thanks Nikhil. Thank you so much for having me on uh, the Limitless podcast. Great to have you
0: here. Great to have you here. So, uh, you know, I know a lot about you. I know about, you know, what you have done uh, with uh, Freshworks and Fresh Sales. So I want the audience also to know a little bit more about, you know, your journey. So what is your role at uh, Freshworks currently and, uh, uh, you know, what are you doing there? Uh, What are your goals at uh, Freshworks currently?
1: Right. Um, so t- today I uh, take care of the startup program, mm-hmm. the Freshworks for Startups initiative, at uh, Freshworks. Mm-hmm. But um, majority of my experience has been with uh, marketing for mm-hmm. uh, Fresh Service, the IT service management product. That's where I started off. Okay. Uh, previously, I used to do B2C marketing, so I really did not understand how B2B marketing even worked. Wow. And um, post which, I kind of moved into Fresh Sales, mm-hmm. uh, the CRM product, and I've been there since its inception. It. um and with, was with them for about two and a half years and uh, about 3 months ago i kind of transitioned into the freshworks for startups initiative
0: awesome and awesome so uh, the topic that we are going to discuss about today is very interesting so we are going to talk about uh, how to leverage inbound marketing for red ocean uh, markets now very interesting that you brought out your role in fresh sales all right so fresh sales as i understand is a growing CRM currently, and uh, you know CRM is a very crowded space. So, how did you navigate that? Because uh, when you were given this particular challenge, what was your first start? and uh, you know how did you navigate that, and how did you put in an inbound marketing machinery to actually navigate that?
1: Right. I think um, one of the best things. Or I mean, the pro and the con, right? Because when you're uh, working on a like a established market like the CRM market, where you already have a lot of very strong uh, or more mature players who've, who've been there, um, and you're you've just launched a product, things like that, right? It 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 is very difficult. In fact, if you go to the G two crowd, uh, the the grid, and look at search for the CRM category. It's such a crowded grid that you will—it'll be very difficult for you to even identify your own brand versus all the other uh, logos that are out there. Um, but I think the the most critical thing about um, playing in uh, is—is the—is the volume that it brings, right? Uh, when you're when you're playing in an established market like the CRM or Meet Help Desk, where Freshdesk our uh, first product at Freshworks comes from, uh, I think we've we've kind of played to our strengths there mm-hmm. where we have um, played in um, established markets and gone after a concept that was um, i mean that kind of exists right so i think when we launched uh, fresh sales in 2016 right uh, the most important thing at that point of time or at least the, the challenge that we were facing and we were uh, we when we spoke to a lot of companies what they were facing was the crm by itself, right? The product was very broken, right? The data was in silos, and uh, um, probably, like, let's say, I don't want to name competitors or anything, mm-hmm. but what happened was, uh, let's say, if you had a CRM, your emailing was being done separately, your calling was done separately, yeah. um, your chat was being done separately, and um, even things like lead scoring was being pulled in from another source, right? And even from our company standpoint we were actually struggling to kind of get one single view of the data we had to kind of look through multiple screens we kind of had to flap through multiple screens so I think the messaging that we went with as soon as we launched uh, fresh sales was uh, you don't need CRM plus five other tools wow. Wow. to be doing your sales process mm-hmm. right um, I, I think um, a lot of the companies have generally I think the the, the more popular ones right it's, it's, it's important for you to go after a concept yeah. or either a leader, right? Uh, because that's when it, um, actually Girish calls it really well, where he calls it uh, getting invited to the party, oh. right? So um, how he defines it is, uh, let's say if there are four brands, in, like let's say if you were to think of which mobile phone to buy, right? you can only think of three to four brands, right? Uh, if you were to think of an extra brand, it needs to have done something different. Yeah or it has to come with a separate messaging, which kind of resonates with what you do, right? Uh, I think that is where fresh sales started off with, um, where we said, okay, you know what? We will uh, go after anyone who has a siloed CRM and who kind of has to integrate with 10 other applications where we say, hey, we can get your sales process done. I know sales is a very large process, right? You can't get everything done, but I think the major, at least your engagement, right? It should be within the CRM because that's where your data will lie within the CRM, and right. not at ten software right. applications.
0: Right. So interesting that you mentioned about one key aspect of uh, uh, you know the an established market. Wherein you mentioned about the keyword volumes. Right. Now these are the some of the challenges uh, you know startups face. When they are in a new category right. or an emerging category, <laughs> so uh, you know evangelizing that particular category right. and the problems faced by that particular category. Right. So you cannot go with the you know traditional stack of marketing where you right. put money in AdWords, you put money in your uh, you know regular lead generation right. channels, and then you start seeing traction. Right. But then you'll have to spend your marketing dollars in you know evangelizing that right. particular category. Right. Great that you brought about that particular point because. Many of the startups currently are facing that particular problem. So great that you brought the uh, you know the keyword volume uh, part as part of your strategy. Now there is something that you also did uh, you know when you were part of the fresh sales uh, team. Uh, that is you engaged with these big brands and you engaged with these the sales leaders in uh, you know the sales community. Now what was your Thinking behind that particular uh, strategy. Now, the first question, like somebody would ask, is, if they are, a, you know, big, uh, you know, influencer or there are there are a leading boys in the sales community, is, what would I get out of it? And because you are, you know, a relatively new entrant in that entire landscape, <laughs> all right. So you have nothing to offer, all right. So what was your pitch, and how did you build that particular, uh, you know, strategy? Right. I think there
1: are a couple of questions. I'll, I'll probably take. I have, I'm sorry. No, I'm really no. excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So I think the thought process behind that was right. Um, we we knew that the sales. Okay. So if you look at different uh, personas, right. Um, I, I find uh, IT service management is a very closed group. Uh, like our other product lies in the IT service management yeah. space, so it's a very closed group. Um, they don't really post. Because these are all CIOs, right? right. CIOs right. generally don't share a lot of information, or I mean,
0: they're socially, they're, yes,
1: they're socially a little um, shy. But on the other hand, we knew sales was a very outbound, or they're very proactive on like platforms like LinkedIn. Like, right? you see every day the number of videos or the number of um, posts that are may, being made on uh, uh, on social, right? Uh, we 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 were definitely leveraging our. SEO or search engine optimization strategies, and even let's say Google AdWords, for that matter, to make sure we were banking on the inbound traffic that we were able to generate because of the the um, the high volume search volume in this uh, market. But the other challenge we, or the other problem that we wanted to go after was, hey, how do we make ourselves aware among these sales leaders or sales? I feel influencer is a very uh, overused word, exactly. but I think these are sales functional leaders, right, who have been there, done that, right. And I think it's it's very important for them to have a, a say in at least know your brand, right. If they don't, like for example, so a lot of these sales leaders do um, significant amount of coaching, right, uh, sales training, sales. Uh, they they do talks, they do sessions, they do webinars, seminars everywhere, and it's very important for them to be aware of what you do and need not be that they should definitely be an advocate. That's a, that's a great thing to have, but asking someone to be an advocate of your brand is a very steep ask, right? And you kind of end up not achieving that. So, um, not that we were, we were being tricky or anything, but just that we were also one of the things is we noticed, um, because FreshSales was very uh, significantly c- uh, catering to the SMB market in, in its early days. Now we've kind of moved up market as well. But when we started off, we knew a lot of SMB customers were using FreshSales. We knew that a lot of them still did not have their entire sales process set in, set in place. Or they had a lot of learning to do. Right. Uh, I think that is where we kind of uh, knew that, in fact, bringing in good sales leaders to talk about very tactical Plus, strategical uh, topics to kind of address these um, as part of either interviews, webinars, blogs. I think uh, it was a full stretch where we did close to yeah. I think 40, 45 webinars, and we had like um, sales leaders from companies like Zoom, Slack, Cora, yeah. um, Pandadoc, Evernote, a lot of these companies, right? And they they were actually open to kind of sharing their playbooks. They were sharing some of their. Uh, in fact we we were very particular about not sharing numbers because it, it it does get into trouble but some of them were actually fine sharing some numbers and we wrote um, articles about how companies went from a million dollars in revenue to 10 million by using a particular strategy right? that doesn't happen uh, day in and day out i think coming to your question about um, why would they care about us right um, freshworks is now a, a big brand but when you think about fresh sales when we had just launched right we were still a very um, early uh, product, if I were to say. Um, We we did bank on the Freshworks brand. It did help. But there were some set of people who did not know our brand. I think what really worked uh, in that aspect of it is that we kind of wanted to show them in good light. It was not about us, but it was about them, right? And if you see um, majority of the cases, right? Um, If I were to ask, hey, who's the CEO of Zoom? right you would be able to say hey it's eric as you want, yeah. right but if you were if i were to ask you who's the sales leader or the vp of sales at zoom or the cro at zoom right the chief revenue officer or the chief yeah. sales officer yeah right they don't exactly. get a lot of um, they don't they don't get a lot of visibility right it's not that they i mean because generally the pr or the media audience uh, want to kind of cover the founders and the ceo which is a great thing right but i think these functional leaders have Establish a lot in their market; they can go a long way, right? And they are the ones who know the nitty-gritty of things, right? And we wanted to bring those stories out, and in fact, when we reached out to any of these large brands, right, um, the the pitch was that hey, we want to feature your team on our blog, right? And that's a, that. I felt they were genuine, right? We were being genuine as well, yes. where we wanted to kind of showcase how that sales team functions in their org, where they could be a billion-dollar company. They could be a million in revenue. They could be wherever. But how does this particular team function so well? What are some good things? What are some probably mishaps that they're they, could, they are avoiding? And things right. like that. Right. I think that was really working out very well for us. And even from a sales leader standpoint, because we were an emerging uh, CRM player in the market, uh, I think the messaging of showing them in good light, Yeah among a larger audience because uh, as long as you're able to show someone in good light, right? For me, again, this web, uh, this podcast is if I'm able to kind of reach a larger audience, I'm a marketer. right? So I I think I would make use of the opportunity too. So you just have to look at what excites them as well and kind of bring them on board for the right thing. So in fact, our messaging was just more about them rather than us. It was not about, Were we a big brand or
0: not? Excellent. Excellent. So I totally agree with that. I mean, it goes back to the old adage of, you know, uh, the soldiers win the battles, but generals get the credit. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So it was a great pitch that you actually had as to, you know, bring the sales superstars out and, you know, put them in the limelight, put them first over, you know, the traditional route of, you know, the CEOs and everybody else taking the cake. Oh, I'm not blaming them. No, obviously (laughs) the strategy comes top down. but then. There is somebody out there who's uh, you know putting in the hours and executing right. those strategies, and uh, you know actually bringing their stories out right. is actually a win-win for everybody right. in the community. So uh, excellent about excellent uh, study that uh, you guys also followed. But now that you mentioned that the kind of articles you have created or the kind of content that you created uh, around sales around the CRM community as well, and what you did with the influencers. Now these are some things that uh, you know have worked really well for Mm -hmm. you. But what are the common mistakes that you see when uh, you see companies leveraging inbound but not getting the right results? So what are the kind of mistakes that you've seen when it comes to implementing an inbound strategy?
1: Uh, I think the mistakes are in two to three folds, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like um, uh, not that uh, we've also made some mistakes; we are also guilty of them. Mm -hmm. But I think we, I think every team is an evolving team, right? Um, I think I'll probably put it this way, um, maybe three mistakes if I were to call out. One, I think I'll, I'll start off with um, where, I think this happens a lot where there, it's an emerging ecosystem, right, of talent pool, right? Not a lot of them have done B2B marketing or B2B sales, right? Uh, so when, when you're in that market what happens is you bring a marketer and expect them to write on a particular domain, right? And they uh, either expect them to write thought leadership or domain leadership, uh, content or create some sort of content, be it a podcast, be it a, um, the challenge is the person actually has never done that before, right? They're a marketer, they're a writer, right? And if you're expecting them to create great pieces of content, they will obviously write without any authority. Right. they will they'll probably read they, they can do brilliant research they can they can probably put everything together but you would not have any authority over what you're saying right how uh, i think this is the biggest flaw that i see a lot of content marketing teams right, right. Um, in fact i was speaking to a friend of mine who was a, a founder he was like hey i've hired this writer and i want them to create uh, uh pieces around influencer marketing right i'm like has the person has she done influencer marketing and he was like no oh, no i've just hired her but she's a very smart kid okay. fair point smart kid but if you were to get really have a 10 year experienced person who's done influencer marketing to write about it that's going to sound super different from what the person who's just a fresher okay. can actually uh, write again it's it's a you you can't kind of optimize for everything um, so how we kind of managed it was bringing um, Kind of content from the leaders and leveraging it into different formats. Um, I think the second mistake, right? Uh, I think I have three to four mistakes now, um, <laughs> is that we don't repurpose content enough. Or I think I'll probably put it this way, where we don't distribute content enough, right? Um, we kind of get into this um, flow of creating content, but then kind of get lost in the process of it that we don't figure out how to go about distribution right or actually who are going to be my readers or who are going to be my viewers or who are going to be my listeners we don't really think about that too much we'd be like how oh, it, it kind of aligns with my audience target audience and it goes there but hey any product right I mean this is like every product needs marketing right I mean it could be a BMW or a, even a zoom or a, um, or anything for that matter it, even zoom does zoom is a great product right? Uh, but it still does a lot of advertisements in airports yeah, and um, they, they do good marketing there um, i've seen the advertisements for cars like bmw and all that they, they still spend a lot of money on marketing right yeah. similarly how like i mean how a product needs marketing content definitely needs distribution it's about how much distribution right if it's a good piece of content if you distribute it in the beginning it'll automatically get picked up but for it to get picked up you've got to do that distribution right I think that's the second mistake where, or even repurposing the content, right? The distribution kind of flows into the repurposing of the content where, let's say when you do a webinar or even a podcast, this podcast for that matter, uh, don't look at it just as a podcast, right? How can you distribute it yeah. into different formats where your audience would be, right? If, we, In fact, one of the things that we did was as soon as we finished a webinar, we kind of uh, broke it down into uh, smaller videos, right? And we put it out on YouTube with with we optimized it for search right? yeah. we kind of um transcribed the entire webinar into a blog and published it as a blog article yeah. we put out social media cards with quotes in them we did three to four things that kind of repurposed the content in different formats where our folks were available where our audience were available and it kind of had to reach there right that's when they were like oh okay uh, someone who watched a smaller video came back and saw the larger video and then signed up for our webinar uh, and that, that that's that's the flow, right? That's yeah. how any um, sign-up acquisition um, also happens. So that's the second part of it. I think I'll I'll, I'll keep it to uh, maybe yeah,
0: excellent points. Now, uh, as you uh, already mentioned, that uh, you know, if there is an, uh, a fresher or somebody without experience, but still a smart cookie, uh, you know, writing uh, content. People will be able to smell that mm. whole thing. Yeah. So let us say, if uh, uh, you know, there's a difference between uh, a young graduate writing about startups and you know Peter Thiel, uh, you know, talking about zero to one and his experience with PayPal and everything. It is completely different if Ben Horowitz talks about uh, you know startups than you know a. Youngster talking about uh, startup, so people will be able to identify with that. Right. And the other part that you mentioned about continuously repurposing that particular content, so that you build that authority. All mm. right, that is something that uh, you know every startup should look at. Not be uh, uh, you know working hard to create the content, but then work you know smartly around content mm. and how to create that good authority content. With the resource crunch that you guys have, so you guys actually created that particular framework and you guys delivered that. So that is an excellent strategy that you did. But there is something that you also did that is, you created a community Mm. all right with the sales influencers and everybody. Now you have the inbound content engine, and then you built that particular community of you know the uh, people who are associated with these sales leaders, and you drove that entire uh, you know uh, uh, the messaging and the positioning around that so how important is building that uh, you know community that engaged community and how does it help your inbound strategy
1: i think um, this is again probably just goes back to another mistake as well exactly, right? yeah. where a lot of people think about um, influencer uh, or maybe i think yeah, influencer marketing right or getting them to speak in one of your webinars or things it's a very transactional thing right okay. they'd be like oh, okay um, i did this they did this done right okay. it doesn't life doesn't work that way right you need to really look at why does someone have to actually come on board your uh, webinar things like that right even when we did a lot of this we still maintain relationships in fact i i don't belong to fresh sales okay. uh, um, the marketing team, but I still, uh, in fact, I'm, I, I, if I'm traveling to a particular city and I know that my, uh, either a customer of mine or let's say a sales leader of my, of who's someone who participated in a webinar is in that particular city. I actually reach out to them saying, can we meet, I would love to kind of grab a cup of coffee or yeah. So the, the I think the most important thing about that part, right, where it's, I think LinkedIn actually is a great platform to do that. Where you're able to regularly engage and not just do it because you're, you're trying to follow that seven steps to kind of get in front of them. No, not it's not that way. But it's it's about trying to build genuine relationships where you think, hey, how can we build a long-lasting effect on the sales community? Right? Um, we 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 love to support them in different formats. They would they we expect or we anticipate. For them to support us as well somewhere so it's it's never that hey uh i i reached out to this person they gave me a backlink or a blog and i'm done right you can you cannot screw relationships like that right and in fact i think it's it's just become a like a quick win game but it's not right you have to think about it from a long
0: time. but
1: um we've we I, I would still still say we are a long way to go for, for actually building a very solid community but i think we had a I think we have a a good start in place where we've built a strong community around sales leaders where even today, a lot of them actually wish me for my birthday. I wish them for New Year and things like that. That's a very warm thing to happen. I I never expected like a a large sales leader in the US to kind of remember or or, I mean, it could even just be a notification on LinkedIn, but it still means a lot uh, from a Relationships at that
0: point. Awesome, awesome. So developing that relationships is a key part in, you know, creating that particular community. Excellent takeaways, uh, Nivas. So, I mean, we are coming to an end of this uh, Limitless podcast. So, uh, quick questions. We ask these questions to everybody who's, you know, been uh, as a guest on Limitless. So what are the two books that you uh, recommend for, you know, the young and aspiring marketeers to actually get in the groove and, uh, you know, take it forward? So I something, think, so a book that has really inspired you, helped you and how do you think and, you know, build that particular outlook towards marketing?
1: I think um, from a very marketing, I think this is something which I posted on LinkedIn as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, marketers should also understand business, right? Yeah. Um, I don't really have, I I've, honestly, I've not read a lot of marketing books, except for maybe um, things like David and Goliath or mm-hmm. uh, Maybe something like a purple cow by Seth Godin, right? Uh, those are good books. Those are definitely good books. But I think um, good startup books are also very important. A startup or business books. I mean, it's now called startup books, but actual business books, right? I think Zero to One was a great book. Um, I don't really have two in my uh, thing. But going back to the part of community building or actually building relationships, right? I think I'll go back to a classic. Uh, I think it's it, it just holds true for years to come uh, dale carnegie's uh, how oh, to win oh, oh, and oh, influence and oh, brilliant. yeah okay uh, because it, it talks about uh, so many very basic fundamental yeah. things that uh, we genuinely care about uh, the conversation or address a person with the name or yeah. think about what they will win out of this right because it's not always about you right make it about them exactly. um, i think those were things that actually kind of helped me in, in my um, marketing journey for, because Honestly, right? Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful to Freshworks for giving me the uh, kind of platform to play around. Right? They, they, they've given us an amazing, um, like a playground yes. to kind of play around with um, a lot of things. I came in as a B2C marketer yeah. and really did not understand the uh, the fundamentals of B2B marketing. But I, I, I believe I've, I've been able to, um, I've been able to kind of build my way around it. Um, Yeah, but I think I'll I'll go with those. books.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, what are your goals for uh, 2020? So, we want one uh, professional goal because we know that you are uh, taking on a new challenge and fresh ones. And what is a personal goal for uh, 2020? Because we just completed one month, so we still want to know if (laughs) you're following your resolutions
1: or not. Right. So, I think, um, as I mentioned uh, in the beginning of the podcast, I've... uh, I've, I've been wanting to set up a startup program for yep. Freshworks. Um, we tried it in different formats. I tried it in within FreshSales where we partnered with Y Combinator and a couple of others. But I we we kind of I I kind of had it in deep in saying okay we should do it at a Freshworks level. Yep. And very recently uh, I moved uh, to this initiative called Freshworks for Startups, yep. and um, we're we're actually working with a lot of early stage companies through uh, vcs accelerators and incubators and kind of opening up credits to freshworks products um and also we want to kind of help them get access to more customers through our base
0: um,
1: and also hopefully if we're able to open up some of our playbooks for some of them to learn um and i mean build more companies um which kind of grow bigger and better uh, would love to create that i think uh, we have a great opportunity sitting in front of us in terms of, because uh, the best part about Freshworks for startups, right? Freshworks has really worked magical for um, SMB customers, right? That's been our major target audience. And we know startups are the the, the core of, uh, I mean, um, they, they're kind of the SMB uh, businesses, right? Yeah. And they are going to emerge into maybe um, like a mid-market or an enterprise company soon. But I think having them use our products early and understanding how it works and not really having to depend on a spreadsheet. Right. We want to kind of save them from Excellent. that and probably put them through a, a better, we, we understand because I've, I've, I've been through two startups myself. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really exciting for me um, to kind of have this, I don't really have a, we have number goals, but I don't want to kind of reveal those in the oh, so podcast, yeah. but okay. I think um, just driving adoption for the program and helping more startups. Would be my professional goal i think personal goal right yeah. um, maybe spending more time with uh, family and maybe uh, being more little more health conscious so right. just skipping sugar and a couple of things oh, wow. just trying to um, yeah it's it's something
0: were these part of your new year resolutions uh,
1: i i am I'm, I'm, I'm someone who's heavily against new year right. resolutions uh, i i actually i used to do that earlier because everyone recommended it to but um i've never believed in it right yeah. so why do you have to wait for 365 days to take a resolution is something uh, i mean it, it can sound like yarn, but uh yeah, yeah. it's it's uh I, I i just came across this like a week and a half ago and i was like okay you know what i think i should uh, probably uh, take a call on certain things awesome. so yeah i i think those are my <laughs> yeah
0: great so uh to all our viewers, again, I, I would like to thank you, uh, Nivas, to you know come as a guest. And we know that your schedule is really busy. And thanks a lot again for coming. No, but us. I think,
1: thank you so much for accommodating me. I think uh, I've definitely known HIPPO video from the inception, right? Exactly. When, uh, yes. Yeah. Lyceum Inc. is yeah. the name of the company. Yes. But I think um, what you guys are doing is pretty interesting. It's, a, it's in a very, you, you guys are trying to, I mean, ideally, I wouldn't say there are a lot of players in this category. Yeah. Right? It's not a, also a well-established category. That's where I don't think people are going to search for sales video, video in sales or how to sell with videos. Right? Uh, it's, we're still sending out text emails and yeah. things like that. It's a long way for uh, us to go. Exactly. But I really wish uh, Pippo Video will, will become a very big company. Uh, not really a believer of unicorn, but yeah. I think a good revenue company.
0: Exactly. Thanks a lot, Nivas, for your wishes. So, uh, just tell our audience how to reach you and how to find you. So, you're on LinkedIn. You're a prolific contributor on uh, LinkedIn. So, just tell us, uh, tell our audience what is the best way to reach out if they have any questions or they want to, you know, pick so your brain or something.
1: I think LinkedIn is the best platform because I'm generally uh, um, available on LinkedIn majority of my time. Uh, the one request or maybe a good hack also, right, is to personalize those friend requests or the connection requests that they send. Is yes. a lot of people just send, click on connect, connect and then they, <laughs> they send out the connection request. Totally. But um, if you can actually add a single line about, hey, how you met the person or how you got to know about the person and why you would want to connect, it would actually make a lot more sense for us to connect rather than just sending out a connection request because um, otherwise it just gets lost in the other requests that come in would love to end kind of connect with a, a lot more people who are more, more in a contextual
0: manner. Totally understand. So on that note, we end today's episode, uh, you know, about inbound marketing for red ocean uh, uh, you know markets. Thanks a lot again, Nivas for joining this particular part podcast and we wish you a very good luck for 2020. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. So that was Nivas Ravichandran from Freshworks. A couple of points that really stood out for me is, now he clearly mentioned about why he was going uh, behind an inbound strategy. So the idea there was to leverage on the keyword volume. So in established uh, uh, categories like the CRM uh, category itself, keyword volumes are very high. People already know about what they want and what they're looking for creating content around them is relatively easy. Then prospects can actually smell that bullshit. So that is why he actually went after a lot of influences in the sales industry itself to get this rich content, this experience rich content from them. And then he invested a lot of time and effort on republishing this content on different platforms as well. The second thing that really stood out for me is building a community, you know, alongside interacting with all these sales uh, leaders. So bringing that community, people actually talking to you, talking to you on different platforms and inquiring about you, building those relationships uh, with you, actually help in leveraging your inbound content. So these are some of the key takeaways that I personally felt were very important you know, actionable for me from this particular podcast. So I thank Nivaaz once again for coming on our Limitless podcast. Stay tuned to our weekly upcoming episodes with more sales and marketing leaders from around the globe. As I mentioned always, we are on Apple, we are on Spotify, and we are on Google. Just type Limitless podcast and we'll show up. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. Until next week, guys. Bye-bye.